0: Support for today's show comes from Top Resumes. Top Resumes is a site that will redo your resume. They'll redo your LinkedIn profile, get you great results, and they'll do it at a very fair price. Use the link in the show notes. They will treat you very well. And we'll be back in just one moment. Episode 2144 of No BS Job Search Advice Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Altman, The Big Game Hunter. And welcome! Long weekend. I enjoyed it. I miss my wife who is still taking care of her sister in New York. Uh, She's been gone for almost six months. Hopefully, the next round of treatments will be of help to her sister. uh, Because I miss her. It's been a long time. And although we talk multiple times a day, long weekends are particularly difficult. Now, today's show is one where it's the first of two parts of an interview I did with Eleanor Migoda from JobStep.co. And, you know, I'll simply say Eleanor is very good about working the applicant tracking system to get results. And that's what these two shows are about. Hope you enjoy them. Hope you find it helpful. And we'll be back in just one moment. So my guest today is Eleanor Migoda, the CEO and co-founder of JobStep, the first resource for job seekers that guarantees five plus interviews to jobs you actually want in six weeks. You actually want... Wow. JobStep does this by pairing the expertise of great job coaches other than me, by the way, with technology that finds and applies to great jobs on behalf of job seekers. Eleanor, thanks for making time today. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm so excited.
0: I'm glad you are. And that means you're ready to give people lots of good stuff. I hope so. so. Folks, we're going to be talking about like reverse engineering the ATS in order to get results. And I know there's software out there that's publicly available that you can order, but you believe you do it better. So how does someone start to reverse engineer the ATS into their resume in order to start getting results?
1: Yeah, it's a really good question. So I think the first thing to understand is that an ATS, an applicant tracking system, is fundamentally a tool. It is a tool that recruiters and hiring managers use To help them figure out which candidates they should bring in for an interview and ultimately hire. And so, I think it's helpful when you're thinking about how do I game the ATS, how do I reverse engineering. You think about how is this tool being used. And so, um, if you think about it, what the way that a recruiter or hiring manager is using the ATS, the ATS is a software where your resume sits until a recruiter or a hiring manager is ready to read your resume, and the rest of your application materials. And so. From there, they're gonna do some things to pull up a resume and then search. This doing some things, that's the part that you the first step of what you want to gain. So um, anything I should clarify before I keep going, Jeff?
0: Yeah, don't you worry, I'm not bashful. Okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pause there for a second and say, so it's
1: software.
0: Uh, it does the intake of the resumes. It parses into fields. I'm adding a couple of things in here. It parses data into fields. So it's retrievable at a later date. It's one of the reasons I always make sure, tell people, make sure your zip code is on the resume because one of the search criteria is zip code that yeah. people use exactly. and narrow down the search. No one exactly. wants to contact someone in Poland. If you're in New Jersey.
1: <laughs> exactly. Those are exactly, that's a really good summary of what happens. So when you submit your application, right, you've attached your resume, you've entered your information, the ATS now has your resume, depending on the type of applicant tracking system, there's a bunch of different filtering and parsing that happens, right. So the first thing is the system takes your resume and it says, okay, yes, this is a resume, we can, we can store it. The second thing that's happening is, is it's reading the resume so that it becomes searchable. Depending on the ATS you're using and how the recruiter is using the ATS, a couple of things might happen. So if you have applied to typically a bigger company that's using what I call a legacy applicant tracking system, these are older applications. If you look at the URL, you'll see something like iSIMS or Taleo. You'll notice because it often has lots of of pages, the the user experience feels like it's something out of the 90s, right? It's just like what's longer. wrong
0: with the 90s? <laughs>
1: <laughs> wrong with the 90s. It's just letting you know how you know you're on a legacy system. These ATS as applicant tracking systems, this is when people are saying, Oh, you know, the robots, the bots that I need to get through, the auto filtering, the fact that in my resume, go, these are the types of systems where there are hard-coded pieces of logic, what I I personally think are pretty stupid pieces of logic that are going to try to read your resume and match on a black box set of terms for what this resume for um, to match your resume to the job description. And then it auto-filters what the recruiter is seeing. So then when the recruiter comes in at 9 a.m the next morning and goes through his or her um, list of resumes, it's already been auto-filtered. So that's a legacy system of what happens, right? If you are applying to some of the some other um, applicant tracking systems, so um,
0: such as
1: such as Greenhouse or Lever or Workday or Jobvite, um, you'll notice again you can look at the URL and a lot oftentimes you'll actually see it in the application URL. These systems often have give recruiters a choice. They give recruiters and hiring managers a choice. Do I want, as a recruiter, do I want to be able to search? all the resumes, or do I want to set certain pieces of logic to auto-filter for certain things? And most frequently, it's yes or no things. So as you said, zip, zip code, right? Does the zip code match the zip codes that I'm matching? Um, if you are asking, uh, if you in the application question, you're answering yes or no questions, oftentimes there might be an easy lever for the recruiter or hiring manager to say, yes, I want only people who said yes, or only people have said no, Um, And they might also pull in uh, things like title or pieces of software that they want someone to have familiarity with. And that says, okay, I only want to see the resumes or only want to prioritize the resumes that match these filters. So that's an option that recruiters can do. And then what's most common, especially at smaller companies, because they want to review everyone, and especially I think with this zeitgeist of people saying, yes, we want more diversity in tech, I think recruiters have become a little bit more open Um, The most common way that recruiters are using these tools is actually just typing in a search whenever they get to their day, 9 a.m. or noon during your lunch break. They type in a search, just like you would type in a search on Google. And they're typing in the requirements that they want to see in the resume. So most commonly, again, title or pieces of software um, that you're familiar with. And then they're going to pull the resume that, one, has been parsed, right, so that the ATS can read it and see, okay, is there a search term that matches? And then um, with these newer software, it's oftentimes not a not just a simple dumb match of, oh, it needs to be troubleshoot and troubleshoot. It, it can be troubleshoot, troubleshot, troubleshooted, troubleshoot, right? Um, and then it'll pull up all the resumes. So that's kind of the system as a whole, is you're thinking, okay, my resume, when I'm applying, it needs to one, be parsable by this software.
0: Using, and, then, and, and thus parsable because it uses uh, what type, Because, you know, historically on the older systems, the older systems never like frames on the resume. Right.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So the legacy systems, if you have color, if you have fancy formatting, if you're using a font that isn't Times New Roman or Arial, most likely because these things are old and have not been updated in some time, it might not get parsed. Um, An easy way to know whether your resume is getting parsed across all ATSs is, When you're submitting your application and you notice that, okay, it also asks, hey, tell me your work history. And it's not automatically parsing your name and work history on the application itself. That's a good indication that your resume is not parsable on, on the form. It's not always one for one that the software that's parsing in the front end is what's parsing on the back end, but it's a pretty good proxy.
0: So the safe approach is to to think that you're working with the old ATS all the time. So this way you have parsable fonts. uh, You're not doing things that will guarantee rejection by those systems, even though the newer ones can handle them much better.
1: Newer newer ones can definitely handle uh, things a little bit better, but I would, I agree. I think generally um, being safe, you know, uh, making sure your resume is a PDF Making sure your resume is just black and white, minimizing the fancy fonts or fancy boxes or the fancy frames or extra lines that you don't need, just to be on the safe side, right? If it, if for every additional thing, every fancy thing that you add on your resume, some engineer needed to think about, oh, how am I going to parse this, right? And so if it's if it's if it hasn't been parsed or if someone hasn't thought how how do I parse this, it probably isn't getting parsed.
0: Gotcha. So. Let's assume it all works very well. The common belief people have about the ATS is that it's the black hole. Things go in, they never come out, at least come out with interviews. So what I heard you say is that for many people, they walk in on Monday morning and they're running the search rather than the system doing the evaluation.
1: Yep. Yep. Exactly. So when you, when, right, this, this metaphor, of the black hole, I think is a good one because emotionally it captures just how painful this process is from the job seeker perspective. But if you go from the recruiters, if you go to the system perspective, right, your resume is going through first, it needs to be parsed by the ATS. And then a recruiter walks in Monday, 9am, right? They've back when we used to commute to work every single day, you know, they're haggard, no one likes Monday, and then they go into their ATS and most commonly they're typing in a search term. They're typing in, um, if you're, for example, if you're looking for a customer success role, they might be typing in customer success because they prefer people who have some experience in customer success, whether that's a course or a title or so, so forth, right? Or if you're an engineer and they're looking for someone who does Python, they're going to type in Python. They might type in the stacks that are most common to what that, in, what they need in that engineer, And then that's going to help them filter, do that first filter to pull up what they think are hopefully the most relevant resume. So now they get their their stack that they're actually going to review, right? So they've done the search, they see, okay, maybe the top 50, top 100, however many resumes, and then they will go through and then they'll skim it and read it. Right. And, and every recruiter is a little different, right? Some of them might print it, but someone might have them on the screen. But typically it's about six to 20 seconds per resume. And your resume is one of over a dozen, if not two or three dozen, that a recruiter is going through all at the same time.
0: And the common belief, I'm going to come back to the common yeah. beliefs here so yeah. that you can knock them down or agree with them. Right. The common belief is one of the ways the systems evaluate people is that they're programmed to look for keywords within a certain space or a certain positioning in the document.
1: Oh, in, in order,
0: In order to demonstrate, and, and repetition of the keywords as well, in order to demonstrate, number one, this person really uses, I'm gonna use Python as the example. They're really Python, I mentioned Python three times in the first half of page one.
1: Yeah. Uh- well, there are so many applicant tracking systems out there. So I can imagine that there might be an applicant tracking system out there that might have what I call this stupid logic, right? Where it's matching on an exact keyword and it's it's now just counting this keyword showed up five times, so it must be most relevant. That's a dumb kind of logic. And my guess is an employer now, an employer pays an ATS, they play the company that builds the ATS to say, okay, I want you to filter. And my guess is they'll look at the results and they'll go, okay, so we are getting only resumes where engineers are putting Python 12 times on the resume as opposed to telling me about their accomplishments, telling me about the the cool products that they shipped or if it's customer success, it has Salesforce 17 times. I don't want someone who puts Salesforce 17 times. I want this person who actually showed me that they had impact, that they, what types of customers they worked with, what kind of revenue they were able to bring in from upselling and from renewals. And so they'll make the choice, oh, this ATS, like this is not working for me. Let me go choose one of the many other uh, dozens, if not hundreds of other ATS options out there that either doesn't have this auto filter or allows me to search a little smarter. So I would say going back to a job seeker, there probably is one or are one or two that do this. Um, My guess is one of these older legacy systems But what's gonna be more impactful, again, because the black hole is not just the ATS, it is this whole system. It's getting your resume parsed and now getting it read by a real human, by a real person who is probably tired and has a million other things to do, getting it read by a real person and then having, and that person going, yes, I want to bring this person in. I wanna bring Jeff in. I wanna have a conversation. I want to uh, figure out how I can advocate this for this person and get them hired and, and work with them. Right. And so it's those two steps. Get, so my, my tip for how to get through the ATS is um, let's you want to get it, um, you want to get it readable enough that it's read by the ATS, but ultimately you want it to be human readable. You want it to be impressive to a human being because it's that two-step process. Um, so, if you want, we can talk about the types of keywords that we at JobSTEP make sure we have and the types of tricks and, and tools and the guidance that I give to my job coaches to make sure that the resumes that they write and the cover letters they write are actually getting to the ATS and enabling our job seekers to get interviews, if that's interesting. Ooh, 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 okay, I great. Like that idea. <laughs> I
0: like that idea.
1: Perfect. So so um, so if we're thinking about keywords, it's not you don't wanna put Python 17 times, just it's not helpful, right? Because again, your recruiter is going to read this and go, what developer put Python 17 times? I wanna know about this app that you shipped. I wanna know about this data structure and how you used it and how many customers this served, right? So when you were thinking about your resume, There are two sets of keywords that a recruiter is most likely to search on. One are the software, the types of software that you use. So what what we like to do is put a a section on the bottom um, of your skills and your interests, and this is where you put um, the different types of software that you may have used. So Salesforce is a good one if you're in customer support, Zendesk, Intercom. If you are um, an engineer, obviously putting in the different types of stacks that you've worked with. If you're in sales, um, the different CRMs that you've worked with because One, from a keyword standpoint, this is a keyword that will match no matter what tense because it doesn't change for past tense and present tense, obviously. And then the second one is this keyword is actually something a recruiter is gonna read and go, okay, this person is going to learn this job very quickly because they already have familiarity with the software we use, or it's similar enough that I know they can they can learn, right? And so you've passed the two phases. So we like to have a skill section on the bottom, have the category of the skill in case someone's looking for the category and then have the actual software. The second keyword tip I would say is is, be, is think about the title, right? So today titles are morphing so fast, right? If you think about customer success, which is one of the fastest growing uh, job titles in, in this country actually globally, Customer success didn't exist before 2001, right? And so a lot of companies have something like customer success, where you're doing actually the customer success role or something very similar, then if you feel that you've done enough of this role in the past, maybe you've been an account manager, maybe you've been a solutions consultant, but you've helped out on the the post-sales relationship. Put customer success manager as your title. Um, put it in parentheses if you feel you know you were mostly something else, but you have you have done that kind of work. Or if you feel, yeah, I can defend that. I can say that I was doing this role. I looked at the job description of the company that I'm applying to. It says customer success. It looks very similar to what I've been doing. Put customer success there. As long as you can defend it, this is a this is one of the things that recruiters are going to search for to see do you have experience. And then you get into the interview, you can defend it. That's, that's an easy fix. So I like to make sure um, you change the titles to make sure it's accurate. And it's something you can defend, but it matches most closely to the job description that you're applying to.
0: And thus, folks, you do very few things to make people think.
1: Yes, think, exactly. Thinking is vastly
0: overrated. Spell it out for them.
1: Exactly. Let them know what
0: you really do. And as Eleanor said, it's something that you can defend. it's it's one thing to say i have light experience whatever that means with whatever the item is but think in terms of what's defensible for you and don't bs people because if they find that quickly enough Mm -hmm. how many people do you know folks that get hired for all that bs that they put on their resume it always comes back to the core stuff anyway Mm
1: -hmm. so always Always. Let's
0: pause at this point, and we'll continue the interview tomorrow. So that's today's show. I hope you found it helpful. And if you did, here are a few things I can do to help you with your job search, beyond simply being your coach. First of all, I've got a new book out called The Right Answers to Tough Interview Questions. It is like a cookbook with answers to tons of interview questions that you're going to be asked on interviews. And if you pair it up with my other new book, The Ultimate Job Interview Framework, they are a, a terrific pair of books to help you with interviewing. In addition to a new service where you can practice mock interviews, if you go to thebiggamehunter.us forward slash mock, I've got a service there, very inexpensive, like $99, where We have mock interviews set up. I'm going to be adding more to it very soon. But you can record your answers to them. And then I can critique them and help you perform better on them. You probably have noticed my show notes are pretty thorough with products and services that can help you with your search. And connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash I n forward slash The Big Game Hunter. Lastly, my website has a ton of great information. That's TheBigGameHunter.us. Now, if you're not ready to go there, and go through the blog. Put the address in your phone. TheBigGameHunter.us. Jeff Altman. So this way, when you're ready to go, you have a way of getting back to my website. Hope you have a terrific day. And most importantly, be great!